Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Not protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction, the place where the news may seem like a dream, and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy, because God truth will set you free. John 8:32. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. This is Phil Armstrong. I hope y'all can hear me out there. And I am the beautiful land of Spokane, Washington. Uh, I pray that you would enjoy today's show and um, you would sit back and relax and um, listen to what I have to say. I would really appreciate that. Um, today I'm going to be talking about the urgency um, of our near future in the United States. Um, it seems to me, uh, after studying Bible prophecy off and on, uh, I wish I could say consistently, but off and on for the last 20 years, I see um, things coming. And um, this is way before I've listened to all the pronosticators and all the, you know, the weatherman of Bible prophecy give and take what, what they uh, uh, have to say about what's going to happen. God gave me a dream back in 1994, and this dream was a quite unusual dream because I was homeless at the time, and I went to sleep outside of one of my old barracks, believe it or not, I snuck on a military post, but which is not heavily guarded, there's not a lot of people, uh, guards there or nothing like that, matter of fact, there were no guards. Anyway, I was sleeping outside one of the barracks, and uh, I had a dream. Now, at that time, I had sleep apnea, uh, and a lot of people, a lot of Americans have that, and I think mine was caused by diet soda. So, um, and what happens, actually, is that I would, my breathing would slow down, and I would have a panic attack, or I would have a attack, and sometimes I would be sort of um, conscious, even though I was asleep. and I don't know what layer of sleep I was in, but it was a, a deep enough layer of sleep to know that I was consciously aware that I'm there. And at certain times, I actually thought I was going to die because it was almost like you were uh, locked in your body and you can't wake up. Um, anyway, I had an attack, and I saw a vision or a dream, and the dream was a rock smoting an image. And at that point, I was headed to Job Corps. I was going to be a student. I was 24 years old. I was going to be a student. I barely made the cutoff to join Job Corps, but I was homeless, and I wanted to get off the street. So um, I, I had this dream, and when it, when it happened, uh, I asked God, what, what was this dream? Um, but before that, before that, I even went to sleep, I, I was making a wisecrack of God. I guess I was mad at God because I was homeless. And I said, God, if you so much of a great God, why don't you wake me up in the morning for breakfast so I can go to the shelter and eat? So I was just being sarcastic. I put the sleeping bag over my face and I went to sleep or whatever I had to cover my face. And surely be it, at about 5 o'clock, this weird bird woke me up. The weirdest bird you ever hear. And I won't try to imitate that right now, not on live air. And um, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Uh, this is weird. 
so and I was and I was kind of gloating at the same time. I was kind of happy that God actually sent His bird right on the doctor wake me up. So I didn't know what time it was. So I got up, got my stuff together, and walked down to the shelter. And surely be there's a long line, and that was God. No, anyway, um, the dream. Uh, getting back to the dream, I went to the library uh, later that day. And God had gave me a word. He gave me the word climax. So I looked up the, climb, the word climax, and it meant the end. And he said, you'll be here. Okay. Now, that, now keep in mind, it's 94, and the, the word four come, pops out because this is 2014. This show is going to be about 2014. Um, and this show is going to be about 2017 or 18. And the reason why is because I believe that America will cease to exist the last 200 some years. In other words, the glory of the United States is going to perish. There's no, not going to be any more glory in the United States. There's not, there's not going to be any more world power, no more superpower. And I believe it's between 2014 and um, 2017, given or take an immediate one-day crash, a one-day um, clipped at the knees. Um I believe that a lot of pronosticators who are worthy of their calling, like Gerald Salente or Paul Furrow, which I would quote in today, or Peter Shefford or um, uh, um, Paul, Dr. Paul Craig Robert, Roberts, um, these men uh, and many more are saying that this year or, or next year, most of them are saying this year, uh, and even Jer- I just got to listen to Jerry Salente. I wish it was a shorter clip that I can play um, was saying that March would be a good time. Now, I believe it's April, and I'll tell you, tell you why I believe it's April. Um, the United States has been working on a peace agreement in the Middle East, and this agreement if they're trying to look the iron out, they want this thing solved by April of this year. Now, this was said back in September. He says it will be nine months, and we hope to have a peace agreement by then. Now, there will be a peace agreement made, but mark my words, it won't. It won't. It won't have. It won't have. Um, it will not be the true peace agreement, and I'll tell you why. The person who will sign this peace deal must come out of the Mediterranean Union. Barack Obama is not the Antichrist, and no American president will ever, will, is not the Antichrist. He might be a Antichrist, but he is not a the Antichrist. The Antichrist is not on the scene yet. Now, there should be two covenants, or one covenant that will be made stronger. And I repeat that. There's going to be one covenant that will be made stronger. It will be two covenants, sort of, because the first covenant will be uh, signed to lure the world into thinking we're in peace, 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 when there is no peace. The second agreement, which you will read in Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, says that the Antichrist will confirm a covenant with many for one week. So the signing of the peace deal must be by an individual who comes out of the Mediterranean Union, number one. Number two, it must be a seven-year peace deal. So in April of this year, I believe there's going to be a signing, and I really do believe the United States is going to sign this agreement. Now, here's the deal. God talks about pardoning his land, and I think it's in uh, Revelations 19. Um or Revelations 9, rather. He's talking about pardoning, you have part, my, parted my land. And uh, Genesis 12 talks about um, if you bless Israel, you'll be blessed. And if you curse Israel, you'll be cursed. I believe it's talking about nations, but I also think it could be talking about individuals. Um, so this country has supported Israel for a long time. And I do believe this is the reason why it's kind of an interchangeable role. Uh, we help Israel be established, and as we bless Israel, we are blessed. It's like a cycle. It's like a it's like a uh, loophole cycle. Now, 
I believe that the crash of 2014 will be tied to this peace agreement. I believe that the crash will be like 1929. I wonder who out there have seen the um, charts. And I wish I could have put a chart up there. I might try to still do that. I have seen the charts that uh, compare 2014 to 1929, excuse me. And they are almost identical. And guess where it drops off? And unfortunately, um, for us as a nation, guess where it drops off? Around March, April. I'm hoping we have more time. Trust me, as I do this radio program, I am not trying to be a prophet. And I am not trying to say anybody else is a prophet. But I am saying this, that Jesus Christ is coming back soon. And we have to prepare spiritually. Now, it's it's good to prepare physically, uh, you know, have food and, and batteries for your flashlights and things like that. But the most important thing is that you are ready to go to heaven. You are ready to die, and you are ready to go to heaven. And Jesus provided that way out. He provided the way. He took the sins. He buried rare to sins because we we sir, we have a holy God, and we cannot come to God because we are sinners, and we cannot approach God that way. Now He sent His begot His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. And as we accept Jesus Christ, we are to live for Christ on a daily basis. We are to, in, in other words. Trade for trade. I'll give my whole life. And, and his, his yoke is easy, his burden is light. He's not asking you to sell the dog and the house and everything else and then move to Zimbabwe. He's asking you to serve him daily. And it's a peaceful life. Now, let me get back to the message at hand. But keep that in mind. We have to get ready. People say, well, we have a grace that is so large that we have the license to sin. We don't have the license to sin. The reason why he said that it's hard for someone to get to heaven, it says, narrows the gate. He says, few will try to get into that gate. Few would try to get through that door. It's because of the grace that I've heard in the last year and a half, too, that that if you are living in sin, the God God loves you so much that he, you belong to Him. You is unconditionally um, you're unconditionally saved. In other words, whatever you do, you you can do what you want to do as long as you love God and He loves you. Now, I'm going to go ahead and continue the message because it's very important. But I want you all to know that it's time to get ready spiritually for Christ's return. He is coming in like a thief in the night. And I do believe that the thousand-year period that Jesus will reign and rule, when it says the, the Lord will come as a thief in the night, I mean, I believe he is coming as a thief to open up that thousand-year period. And I've never heard it put that way. In other words... Well, as he snatched the church out, the day of the Lord begins. Now, the day of the Lord technically begins when the Antichrist walks into the temple and says he's God. And, and then the judgment of God falls. So there are two phases. There's the rapture of the church, the first half of the tribulation period. And the second part is that when the Antichrist moves into the temple, the day of the Lord has just started. So they kind of overlap and they kind of smush into each other. But that's that's what I believe is the case. Now, as we look into the crystal ball, and I'm just joking, as we look into the Word of God, we see the things that are taking place on our televisions. We see the Grammy Awards. We see the, tele, uh, the American Idol. We see these TV shows. We see how gay rights is, is starting to dominate and prosperate our society. And we as Christians are being sold down the down the creek without a paddle, and with machine guns pointed our way. In other words, gone are the days that the Christians can say we live in a Christian nation because we, to me, we could have never said that for a long time. A Christian nation is Christians. 
Now, you can say uh, metaphorically or mythologically that we are a Christian nation is mythical. To me, that's what it is. It's mythical. It's not, it's not, you can't walk down the street and find 10 Christians. It's just impossible. You find, you talk to 10 people in the world, you'll see 10 phony Christians, but you will not find someone who can actually talk verbatim with you about Scripture. Now, a lot of people can talk about Scripture, but people are not living Scripture. Uh, I came up with something when I was riding around town this morning. You, you, you've got to eat, sleep, and drink Jesus. In other words, if you're a Christian, you're going to be eating, sleeping, and drinking it. You're, you're not going to be uh, half-heartedly serving God. You're not going to be lukewarm. And you're not going to be going down the spectrum between cold and hot. That anywhere on the spectrum other than cold or hot, you're lukewarm. You just happen to be colder or warmer than than or hotter. You know, you're moving towards the closer to hot, but you're not there. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. Let me get back to what I what I feel is coming. I believe that the Antichrist will be revealed in the near future. I believe that the Antichrist will approach out of the Mediterranean Union. I don't think it's just Europe. I think it's Europe, Africa, and the Middle East. I believe he will subdue three, which is there will be regional directors. Now, people say, well, what about the Club of Rome? Well, if you read it carefully, the Bible talks about the Antichrist dividing the world up for gain. So he's the seventeenth king and he's also the eighth in, in Revelation chapter uh, 17. So he's the seventh king and he's also the eighth, meaning that he rises out of a smaller entity and then he becomes global, which he, he moves into the temple and calls himself God and he goes into the temple and says uh, the sacrifices must cease. Then he is the eighth king. Then he divides the world up into ten regions. We cannot always jump aboard. We have to kind of, you know, say, okay, let's be patient about these 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 things. The Club of Rome written that the world would be divided into ten. Heck, they have everything divided into ten. Why do you think that the United States is divided into ten? Hey, the 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 even the um, North South corridor, um, the North American corridor is divided into ten. Um, so. With that being spoken of, we are in the time of the end because knowledge will go true and full. And that's exactly what's happening, folks. The knowledge is going ballistic. I mean, we, we, we now have, and it's different types of knowledge. You know, you can even say Facebook, you know, all the, the social media, different types of knowledge because you gain information very quickly. If there's a birthday party and you had a celebration, you have the knowledge of the pictures that have been seen that your, your niece somewhere way across the world, way across the country is celebrating um, her birthday. That's the not. That's knowledge. It might be simple knowledge, but it's knowledge. Then you can go to college online. You can you can take courses online about how to make better pictures. And you, you I mean, there's so much you can get cook, cooking information. So knowledge is 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 expanding and exploding at rapid speed. That is a sign. And Daniel chapter twelve that we are into in the end times. Now, getting back to um, uh, the crash that is coming, I don't know for sure when the crash is. If I were to bet my money, if I was a betting man, I'd say this year. But I'm saying it on the premises of the signs that Jesus put in the sky. In Luke 21, he said there should be signs and the sun, moon, and the stars on earth to distress the nation with perplexity, the seas roaring. Uh, so there are signs of uh, I had uh, Mark um, uh, Mark Blitz on my show, and he was talking about the signs uh, between 2014 and 2015. Folks, this is this this is no common element. This is big. This is huge. This is a meteoric. I can't even talk. Meteoric. This is this this is God calling people. Listen up, listen up. Jesus is coming soon, and and judgment will become begin in the house of God. 
immediately after the rapture of the church, people will know: Are you fakers, pretenders? Or are you are you true? They're gonna know it. Now, this is uh, this article that I'm reading from Market Watch, and it's from uh, Paul Furl. And um, he starts off by saying, "Crash of 2014, like 2029." I hope, uh, and like I said earlier, you've probably seen some of the charts. Um, anyway, it says, "Imagine you're in an exciting, exciting new 21st century civilization still exists on planet Earth. Wall Street's still in business, but you're still asking, why can't we hear the next crash coming? Are we deaf?" And, yeah, we never see the crash coming because if you've been in a car wreck before, you don't see the crash coming. You might hear you might hear a screeching sound, but um, the chances are you might not, you know, you might not hear or hear anything coming. But when you get hit, you know you've been hit. Um, now, we know the, the dot-com bubble um, was a build-up to a trillion, $8 trillion dollars missing from the markets between 2000 and 2003. Um, now, the 1929, the Roaring Twenties, is a similarity to the, nine, the 90s and, of course, 2000 to 2010. They had similar um, looks. Um, now, People always have optim- optimistic. They, people are always naturally optimistic, and normally it's because they want to look the other way, and they don't want to see anything coming. And that's why they get hit blindsided. Uh, the uh, prediction that that he's making here is not necessarily a prediction, but it's a forecast. And um, it's just looking at the numbers. Uh, Jared Salente was talking about the same thing. And Jared Salente is pretty much right on point. Go look him up on YouTube if you have a chance, Jared Salente. And um, he said that he believes that the markets are going to crash um, uh, 2014, and it's going to start in March of this year. I don't know how true that is. He's been right on the point. I believe that before the Antichrist rises, and when the Antichrist does rise, and this is a world leader who will come upon the scene that the Bible predicted, uh, he is Antichrist. He, is, he will become the first global, real, true global um, uh, leader uh, with some substance. And um, he is going to control the commerce, the economic system, the electronic systems, the um, educational systems, and and the religious systems, and, and the most for the most part the governmental systems. Um, the uh, future don't look too bright, folks. Uh, I, I I saw a I had it. I don't know if I uploaded it or not. Let me check my. Um, let me check and see if I uploaded it. But uh, I had a um, a uh, file that I wanted to play, and I think I uploaded it. Let me see. Here it is. Let's listen to this. We'll be right back. More now of our special coverage here tonight, life in the U.S. in 10 years' time. By that time, there may be all kinds of new ways to safeguard and identify all those things that make each of us unique, our faces, even our fingerprints, even our eyes. Here now with more on the future of technology, NBC's Tom Costello. The year is 2017. You're rushed to a hospital, unconscious with no ID or medical history, but thanks to a microchip under your skin, it's all there. Science fiction 20 years ago, but a biometric reality today. The technology is based on answering one simple question. Am I who I say I am? Already, fingerprints and iris scans verify passenger identities at airports. Within 10 years, that technology may be even more widespread. And look for more complex facial recognition programs that scan a crowd of thousands looking for a single terrorist. 
Today's facial recognition software starts with the eyes, then it maps out the contours of the face and compares that against a database of millions, a database that's growing by the day. What's next? At the University of Bath in England, researchers predict big changes for consumers. I think it is possible to free us completely of our wallets and keys using biometric technology, if that's what people want in 10 years' time. In fact, it's already here. The latest home security locks use fingerprints to control deadbolts. And at the Jewel Osco grocery store in Chicago, some customers pay using their fingerprints. No paper or plastic. You don't really need anything other than your hand, and you already got that with you. So will future department stores scan our irises, like in the movie Minority Report, then offer products catered to who we are? Hello, Mr. Yakamoto. Welcome back to the Gap. Experts say that technology is here now. The challenge is to safeguard our privacy in a brave new world. Tom Costello, NBC News, Alexandria, Virginia. So, what does that tell you? Our chip on your right hand, uh, that's really convenient, right? So, the Bible talks about no man will buy or sell unless he had a mark in his right hand or forehead. Um, and the number 666 will be intertwined into this uh, uh, chip or whatever it is going to be at the time. And um, I listened to um, uh, Mar uh, Marzulli. Uh, he was on my show uh, about a year ago. And um, he was talking about a genetic change or a DNA, L.A. Mazzuli was talking about a different, I was thinking about three or four names at the same time. Uh, he was on my show about a year ago and he was talking about biogenetics and how the DNA will be changed. Uh, and he believes this is why people do not go to heavens because their DNA was altered. And uh, what I think too is that it talks about in Revelations that a man will seek death and try to find it and cannot find it. And he, he will be tortured for five months. Now, what I believe happened at that point is that uh, they were messing with the DNA too much. And maybe the Antichrist promised powers, uh, and maybe there were powers that actually were formulated. I don't know. The Bible doesn't say it. And I'm not going to make the Bible say anything it doesn't say. But I am going to say this. I do believe there's a possibility that maybe there was sicknesses going around. Uh, and uh, maybe the Antichrist did introduce uh, in the middle of the tribulation period uh, a vaccine with, within the chip that uh, will prevent sicknesses for a little, for five months at least. <laughs> but uh, they will seek death for five months and will, and, and will not. Now, uh, that also cor correlates with the um, giant locusts or whatever the heck the thing is, biting people. And they now keep in mind the reason why they can't die could be it's because they took the chip. And they got mortality, was so they thought. And the mortality was just maybe a stigma of your life or death could not be reached. And the pattern turned out to be five months is when the thing uh, transpired or, or expired. I don't know. Maybe the DNA held up for five months, but they thought it was going to work for eternity. I, don't, I have no idea. I'm just making this stuff up as I go. But... um. Yeah, there is credible evidence, credible research, and that's all you can call it is credible research. Is it credible in fact and theory? I don't know. It hasn't happened yet, but we know that in the Bible, they're going to seek death for five months. and, and they, they See, the creatures do not sting them, and then they can't die for five months. They already can't die for five months, so I'm thinking the mark is. And um, another thing that happens, too, is that, um, uh, you know, I, I kind of think that the Antichrist is promising part of the unity of the system itself, the beast system, but I also think he's promising something else, and it's just not cut and dry. What is he promising? Um, so 
one thing he's promising is that you can buy or sell. Uh, and um, how does he stop the uh, uh, inflation? Because that's exactly what's going to happen in the next coming uh, months and years is the inflation will happen. Now, let me tell you some crazy stuff that doesn't, I mean, this, this stuff can have credibility and may not have credibility. But look at the numbers of the next current years. <coughs> okay, so you have, um, you have five months between April and, and September. Now, I'm a fall feast individual. I believe in Leviticus 21 that, that God works in, in the feast. And I, and I do believe that uh, the first four feasts, um, Pentecost, uh, Passover, First Fruits, and um, uh, one more I'm, leave, I'm leaving out, uh, Unleavened Bread, um, those feasts were um, done the first time Christ, Jesus Christ came. Now there are three more left. There's um, uh, Feast of Trumpets, Yom Kippur, and the Feast of Tabernacles. And the fall feast, uh, when Jesus Christ came the first time, remember Easter's in April, of course, that's a pagan holiday, but I'm just trying to point something out so y'all know, some of the people out there listening will know <coughs> that um, April is the time of Easter. Of course, it's supposed to be Passover, not Easter. Um I do believe that when Jesus Christ came, it was a lot of that stuff happened in the spring. Um, his death, burial, and resurrection, and cause Pentecost will happen 40 days later, uh, all in the spring. Now, when he gets ready to come back, the rapture of the church, if those who out there believe in the rapture of the church, I have 100,000% believe in the rapture of the church, will happen in the fall. And if you don't believe it, the tribulation period will, for you, will actually start in the for, for The tribulation will start in the fall. I do believe that the rapture of the church will happen in September, and the other the, the other one that happened in September, Yom Kippur, and Feast of Tabernacles, when the Antichrist signs a peace deal, will happen in October. Because when you count October, uh, six months must be between that, well, let me see, October... November, December, January, February, March, April. So it must fall back into April because the Antichrist must enter the temple in a April of a year, which will fall on Pentecost. And I think he's a copycat Christ. Well, he will try to say, I'm God, and enter the temple. And at the same time, Christ was died and uh, resurrected. Um, see, the Antichrist will receive a mortal wound. And it's a bullet wound, whatever it is, and he will rise up and say, I am God. Now, this, he must do it the same time that Jesus did it. Just like the Antichrist must be born the same time Jesus was born. I believe $20 bet says, if I was a betting man, the Antichrist will be born in September. Uh, and I also believe that a lot of historical things about his life will happen the same time, same way it happened with Jesus, because then they can say this happened and this happened and this happened. And he would also correlate with the uh, Mahdi. They said the Mahdi would be trapped in a well. You know, the Antichrist could have been a prisoner of war. I don't know. Well, I mean, we don't know. But anyway, he would be all to all men. He would be everything to all men. Uh, I do believe that for the case, but he'll be a tough person at the same time. He will be a father. He will be the son of the father of lies, and he will be a liar himself. So we are we are living in peculiar times, folks. We are at the end of time. We are going towards the tribulation period, and Christ is about to return for his church. Um, I do not want to be here. I have no plans on being here, and if I can, I pray that my family will make it. I pray that you will make it in your family, too. You say, what about how, you, how dare you say I'm not going to make it? I'm not saying that. Just make sure you're right with God. Um, do not try to test the grace of God. Um, I, I believe that the grace of we were saved. See, people are right when they say you're saved, you're all the way saved when you become saved. But who knows if you're saved? What do you mean? You know by faith. Now, if it if it's a true conversion, you would know that you know that you know, but you won't really know, not even you. Because the, I was reading um, the sore, the seed, and the different fellow on different ground. 
And uh, I believe that the gospel is more, it's, not, it's less cut and dry of people making it appear to be in these last days. I don't believe that the gospel is easy. I'm going to say it again. I don't believe the gospel is easy. But those who are, oh, I'm banging on the desk, I'm sorry. Those who are out there who have a vice or, or a habit, get God to free you from it. That's that's the that this is what I'm gonna preach for the next couple of months or a year or two, because uh, we ain't got that much time. But I'm gonna preach who the sun sets free is free indeed, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna preach it so hard that I'm probably gonna have some resistance if the devil figures he needs to resist it. But if the devil figures that people are not gonna listen anyway, that's fine with me. But I pray that people listen. Who the sun sets free is free indeed is. It's true. Now, the Bible says they will have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. So you can have a habit, and you can be miserable. Because when I had a habit, I had a habit, you know, when I was in the Army, and even even later on, I had a habit. And um, I'm not going to say what the habit is. I mean, a lot of people suffer from, I call it suffer, because it is suffering, because we're idiotically enough to sit in front of a television. And I feel for people who do this, though I'm talking about myself. Um, I feel that, I feel compassion because I, 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 was, I was miserable. But the thing is, folks, when we tell people you're not to feel that way, God does not want you to feel that way. Feel miserable. If you if you're not feeding your kid, or if you're if you're beating your kid, or if you're if you're not providing a good environment for them, if you don't have a conscience, who's how are you going to know that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing with your child? We need a conscience, folks. If you're in college, if your parents send you to college, or if you go to college and you and you're not doing so well, there's a there's a conscience filling. If you're breaking the law, there's a conscience filling. If you're cheating on your spouse, there's a conscience filling. We're being victimized. We're being made victims. And society, and, vict- and, uh, and offense is going to cost us to, uh, a trip in hell. So we have this offense, and we are offended. And we get offended by our preachers. We get offended by the brothers and sisters. We get offended by Facebook brothers and sisters. And I'm stepping them off. We get offended. But we don't understand that the word of God, the truth, will set you free. The real truth. That masturbation and sexual sin pornography and all this other stuff is and could be set free by God. God can set you free, my friend, from these sexual addictions. But you have to let him set you free. Now, if you are entangled in that sin, are you going to go to heaven when the rapture happens? For those who believe that there's a rapture. In other words, should we sin that grace may abound? And I, and I know this is not a, a soft message. This is not a message that people want to hear. But you need to hear this. Why do you think he says narrow is the way and few will go in? I'm not trying to make you feel bad, but you're gonna, you have to feel bad. And you're going to have to go to the feet of Jesus and say, take this away from me. He's not going to say the same thing he said to Jesus. No, he's not going to say the same thing he said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee, I'm going to let you keep that. Not sin, maybe an annulment or, or a duty, but not a sin. He's not going to allow you to keep that sin. Show me in the Bible anywhere. Now, I can show you where sin might have helped build somebody's character, but I wouldn't bet on dying in that state. And God is not going to let you die in that state. Once saved, always saved is true. Only applied to God's foreknowledge, not ours. There are churches to teach you, for the foundation of the world, I was chosen. I, my church was chosen. Yeah, they have a special patent. They have the monopoly on salvation. But this is not true, folks. We must understand that God can break any bondage. You don't need to buy a special book. You don't even need to listen to this radio program, but uh, 
we do need to listen to this radio program. Uh, I don't know if I'm even still on. Testing, testing. I don't even know if I'm still on because uh, at the top of my computer it says uh, shockwave flash has crashed. Now the clock's still running, so I'll just keep going. And we got 20 minutes left. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, for this wonderful time together with all these individuals who are listening to the show. I just thank you so much for the opportunity to come on Blog Talk. I'd like to keep going. Uh, provide the way, Father God, for me to keep deploying the gospel and give me boldness and, and, and give me zeal to want to continue to go on, God. I pray that the enemy is trying to attack this show like always. I pray that the enemy will lose and that you will win, God, for we can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, the strengthening God does, he says, I can do all things to strengthen me. I barely hear anyone talk about sin. I always hear people talk about what God has you to do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can stop sexual addiction. I can stop drinking. I can stop yelling at my wife or beating her up. We need to be transformed by the renewal of our mind. We are to be new creatures indeed. Have confidence in God. Have faith in Jesus that he can deliver you. The new gospel is even murkier than I thought. I got some brothers and sisters on Facebook who believe that the grace of God will tolerate you to be on drugs until you're done. Folks, I, I really must plead with you. Stop telling people that. Stop telling people that God is, yeah, God will give you, he will be patient with you. But how patient? Having a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. In, in other words, you might be going through the struggle. Now, if you're struggling, are you, are you saved? And this is a little bit touchy-touchy. I believe if you weren't struggling, you would know you're struggling. Now, if you know you're struggling, you probably say, I wouldn't get relaxed. I would ask God out there, if you're struggling with something, ask God to take it from you. And if he don't take it, keep asking. I do believe that a person struggling for that, for that certain reason, that same reason, but, but don't let it turn into a conscience struggle rather than a salvation struggle. Because to me, I'm going to be honest with y'all, I believe that God makes it so we can be set free immediately. And God knows some people are not going to be set free immediately. I believe that the gospel teaches that Jesus Christ can set any man free of anything, any woman free of anything, any child free of anything. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We overcome the world, word, uh, the world, we overcome the world even by our faith. In other words, we overcome the system. Love not the world or the things of the world, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Those three will get you into hell. And I know many people in the church will go to hell because of that. The lust of the eye, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh. Folks, we have to tamper that. And if, we, if we're telling people that God will tolerate you until you can you get out of this sin, that might be a true statement, folks. But I would not bet on it. Because after a while, you might become comfortable in the struggle. Or you might even settle completely that, hey, this is something that I have to deal with. I have to deal with. Not God. That's why I have said have a, I'm repeating myself again. Having a form of godliness but deny the power thereof. You do not deny the power thereof that God has the power to set you free. He does. This is why my show will never be popular because I'm always going to get off and talk about Jesus Christ and him setting people free. The same way he walked up to a man, he, he dipped into the sand, and he spit on it, and he wiped his eyes, the man was made free. Folks, if he can make you physically free back then, and, and that was Jesus back then, it's not happening today, some people are getting healed by prayer. 
But the things that Jesus did back then, he healed so many people. He healed the lady who was bent over, and he healed her, and she was standing up straight. He can set you free, folks. But you must, and I'm going to do a show on this, you must tone out certain things. Now, there's going to be um, a show on frequencies, the right channel. What channel are you on? We have to get ready, folks. The versions, the five versions were foolish and the five versions were wise. This stuff that I'm telling you that the sun will set you free. If you're being told that God is going to tolerate it, or you do you want the rapture should be where people are getting themselves ready for Jesus Christ. He is the bride. He we are the bride. He's the groom. We are to be ready for Him. And if you don't know Jesus out there, folks, I, I will scare the H E L L O out of you. Well, you're not to still scare anybody into the kingdom. Look. You're going to be scared anyway, and you're going to be scared anyway in the tribulation period. So you might as well just go ahead and get scared now and, and don't go through that stuff. You say, what do you mean we're going to be scared? Folks, billions of people are going to be killed. It's going to be the most scary time in history. God, Jesus said in Matthew 24 that, it, that if it wasn't for the elect, no flesh will be saved. It's going to be a frightening time, folks. Hell is already frightening enough, and I'm going to do another show on hell. Hell is already frightening enough. Especially when you don't think you're going to hell, and you don't even know really concentrate on hell, and then boom, you, you're in a car wreck. Folks, that is beyond scared. Quit telling people they don't have to be scared. Yeah, God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but the people on the other side need to fear God, first of all, and fear his judgment. Fear not what man can do to uh, your body and your 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 body and your stuff. Fear what man can do, what God can do for to your soul. And He's going to do that. He's going to send people to hell. And and if He's asking you that, if you're not saved, how much more is He telling us that judgment will begin in the house of the Lord? So I serve a good guy. Yeah, I serve a good guy. I serve an awesome guy. But I serve a guy who sends messengers out and say, look, you better listen. It's not all. It's not, and even some of the harder core pastors or even ministries that I know of and I've been affiliated with, I've been on some people's shows, say stuff like, you know, once save, always save. And they actually mean it. They actually think once save, always save according to us. God is the only one that knows if somebody's going to actually make it. We don't even know because there's so many counterfeits. We can know it by faith. Well, we're never told to have faith that your brother's saved. That's why we have to go preach to him. That's why we disciple. Yeah, I, I have faith that that individual is is saved because because the Bible did say when when you know that uh, you love one another when you keep God's commandments. So I'm trusting if you're keeping God's commandments and you're faithful to God, then you're going to be faithful to me. Uh, I I'm definitely want to do more um, Bible study throughout the week with other people. Now, what really gets to me is when people tell me they don't they don't uh, they don't want to go to church, not because of anything stopping them. They just don't go to church because they believe that this and this, which I think is ridiculous. Uh, God says, do not forsake the, 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 the assemblies of yourselves. People want to stay away from church because they think that there's too many bad people in the church and they forget that God, Jesus died for the, on the cross for your sins. He certainly did. So join me next Monday as I talk about Big Brother, NSA, and, and things that are going to be coming upon the scene. Now, we have to continue to believe that we are in the last days. Now, the, the church will become enemies of the state. And anybody else who does not um, come in to the church. Now, I do believe, this is my this is my belief, I do believe that there are going to be people that's not saved, that's not going to take the mark and not going to be, and they're going to end up being saved as time goes on. And I do believe that time is coming when the war will be on the American streets. I kind of wish I was more prepared 
But I, I thank God there there is a rapture. I'm praying that there is a rapture. I know there is. I never. I, that's one thing I never did is doubt the rapture at any time in my life. I've never doubted the rapture. I've never looked at the mid-trip, post-trip, and in the light that I agree even a small portion. I don't even believe there's three raptures. I don't even really count the one when he's at the end of the tribulation gathering all the elect. I don't count that as a rapture. I just count that as him coming to get the elect. You know, I mean, that's just me. Now, um, Lynn Liaz, I think I'm pronouncing her name right, was uh, one of my uh, friends on Facebook, uh, had a uh, retired intelligence agent talk about the things that are coming on the uh, in the United States um, in a not-too-distant future. Uh, that correlates with uh, uh, the charts that it resemble greatly uh, 1929 and 2014. I mean, they just looked identically alike. And what I'll probably do is upload that picture to my um, uh, radio show probably a little bit later in the future. Uh, probably a little bit later in the future, oh, my God. A little bit later today. Um, and uh, I think it's worth seeing. Uh, just uh, if you can, in Google, just type in um, identical charts 2014-2029, and you should get uh, that. Um, now we're going to be on fire we're going to be doing more shows and I uh, probably try to do a show as much as I can um, uh, and trust me I go to work preaching to the kids and when, I, when the guy opens the door I don't try to uh, force it but and in a way I look for any avenue any angle I can get in and, and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ now um, one thing to look for is Damascus uh, I'm still thinking that Israel and its immediate neighbors will get into war now one thing can happen right after the uh, signing of a peace deal maybe about April 13th is uh, somewhere around there is a immediate war uh, with Israel and its neighbors going, and I believe that window uh, could open, um, be open all the way up to August, and that, and that will be the um, times of awe uh, spoken of uh, in Israel's history, where the two temples were lost, and the expulsion of the Spaniards of the Jewish people, and Adolf Hitler sent a decree, and all these other things that happened. Uh, a decree to, uh, uh, ex, you know, exterminate the Jews. All these things happen on the times of Av, and it's 10 days um, that happen on the 9th of Av is normally the times where things happen, and in the 1st of Av also. So, yeah, uh, if, if there was a time a year, and if this was 25 years ago, I would say the same thing, I believe, or 20 years ago. Or actually, when I get, learned a little bit more, it's probably about 15 years ago. And I said that whenever uh, Jesus Christ comes back, which will be the fall, um, there will be a rapture of the church, and there will be the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war, um, either during the same time or just before it, um, or, or after it. Um, and I've said that uh, in April there'll be a some type of a peace agreement signed, and uh, the Antichrist will come in September, uh, October to, to confirm a, a strengthen uh, a peace deal with uh, Israel and its neighbors and many, I see many. Um, so this is this seems to be the course that we're we're going on right now, and I do believe in my heart that we are fast approaching the end of America, the death of the United States, the greatest country that ever was and ever will be, um, despite uh, with the exception of um, Jesus Christ reigning and ruling on this earth. Um, there are so many things going on, folks. Our children are being killed and raped and murdered by their own parents and. Uh, we got um, homosexuals um, thinking that they own the place, by uh, trisexuals thinking they, they have more rights than African Americans did or black people had when they went to the civil rights movement. I mean, this place, this thing is just gone. I mean, there's nowhere in the Bible that talks about a, a color of a man um, 
in particular, that it talks about the different races, and the world was developed that way, and, and Jesus, God's story and his story was told that way. Um, the Israelites were the chosen people, and they had enemies, and when the gospel went to the Gentile world, and the gospel was preached to the Gentile world, and it's also being preached to the Jews, believe it or not, and the Jews rejected Jesus up until the times of the time of the end where Jacob's trouble will return and uh, God will end um, the seventieth week of Daniel and, and call all things to completion. We are uh, at the door. This thing is, is drawing close. It's drawing to a big close. And are you ready? Are you ready? I ask myself that question. Am I ready? Am I ready to see the Lord? I'll be back after these messages. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity on Box Talk Radio. This next announcement is serious news, and you won't hear it in the mainstream media. We are living in an age full of catastrophic events, and it's getting worse. But before we go on, remember this website, highgrounds.us. In the past two decades, natural disasters have increased by 800% within the U.S. alone. Cataclysms like Hurricane Katrina killed and displaced thousands because they were not prepared. And the 2008 economic collapse could happen again, but be much, much worse. So type this into your web browser, highgrounds.us. Highgrounds.us is your complete source for family survival necessities. You'll find food and water with a shelf life of 25 to 30 years, plus tents, portable containers, light, heat, first aid, and much more. Go to our website, highgrounds.us, or call 1-888-202-9094. Place your order now and be prepared. That's H-I-G-H, highgrounds.us. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Highgrounds.us October 30th, 1991 President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the Perfect Storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine. And the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17:8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcternan.name. Welcome to the Prophecy Zone. The place to stay informed about current events that line up with Bible prophecy. And now, your watchman on the wall and host, Bill Armstrong. Alright, I'd like to thank y'all for joining us on the today's episode of Prophecy Zone. Um, we'll be sure to tune in on Monday. We're going to be talking about the um, soon coming Big Brother government, which the NSA seems to be trying to bring in. All the facets and the spider web of the net and the spider web of the global banking system. Is, and I forgot to mention the eight bankers that, that all of a sudden just ended up jumping off buildings and shooting themselves and and using paper clips. I'm just joking. Uh, I shouldn't joke about the issue like that. But, yeah, bankers end up dead, and they're probably trying to warn people in their organization, uh, and they're scared their word is going to get out, that it's a planned market collapse, probably. Uh, and, it's, and you don't really have to plan it because the, we're, we're over-leveraged as it is. I mean, this bubble is soon to be broken anyway. But, um, yeah, just uh, join us. Uh, I haven't figured out what time. It'll probably be about 10 o'clock on Monday. And we'll be right back that following Wednesday um, to uh, 
talk about the rapture of the church because I need to visit that one more time. But God bless y'all and y'all have a wonderful day. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on The Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus. God bless.